life. And I pray, oh God, that you would amen, keep us all in good health, Father. As your people, Father, we thank you for your abiding presence, keeping us this day, Father, as we went by our daily affairs. Thank you, Lord, for being so faithful and true to us. Amen. I pray, O oh God, that you bless us here tonight. We come together in your name. We ask, O oh God, that you would minister to all our needs. Amen. As we look to you, Lord. Amen. Father, with faith, with reverence, with adoration, receive us, Father. Amen. Forgive our sins. Amen. Let your grace abound, Father. Amen. We look to you, Lord. Amen. Ask, Father, that you would minister to us through your word, through your Holy Ghost. Amen. I pray, O oh God. Use the man of God, anoint him to minister your word, and let us, Father, be edified, be encouraged, be strengthened. Amen, Lord God, and by your Holy Ghost, Father, lead us and guide us in all truth. Give us revelation, understanding. Amen, O God, that we can all mature spiritually, knowing our purpose, Father, in our lives. Amen, Lord, your purpose, your will for us. Amen, we thank you, Lord, for strength and guidance, for direction. Amen. We thank you, Lord, for your presence here tonight. We give you all the praise and glory, Father. I pray, Father, bless every saint, every family. Amen. Minister to every household. You know our needs, Father. Spiritual, physical, financial. We thank you, Lord. Amen. For being so considerate, so gracious, so merciful, Father. Amen. Bless your people. Amen. Lord God, we ask, Father, for special prayers for the Holy Family, Father. Amen. You know their needs. Minister to them. Amen, Lord God Almighty. We're careful to give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord, Saints. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm so thankful to be here. So thankful to be able to come and call on the name of the Lord. Anywhere we're at, no matter what we're going through, I'm so thankful for the name of Jesus. Let's worship him and sing. Thank you, His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. And just a mission of
Oh, my God. 
Lord, help us to give cheerfully out of a good heart, Lord. Help us to give that we can, Lord. It's all because of you, Lord, that we're able to give in, Lord. Bless this church, bless the ministry, Lord. Bless this hospital. Lord, we're about to receive this, Lord. We give you all the praise, Lord, and honor Jesus. Amen.
Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Praise everybody in Jesus' name. This evening, good to see those of you who have made it. Um, what a accomplishment. What an accomplishment. <coughs> to make it to the house of God. Like it's sometimes a, a feat that is, I guess, challenging in many ways, but always, always something there, I guess, to try to slow us down, hinder us, trip us up, distract us, praise God, or maybe even not, I don't know, praise God, but... Uh, Thank God that I'm here. I'm, I'm happy I'm in the house of God. <clears throat> Read that in the book of Psalms. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So I'm glad I'm here. Amen. To live for God and to worship Him. Hallelujah. There's nothing like it. There is nothing like it. It just seems like sometimes we get in that place where, where we... Uh, begin to seek the Lord and uh, entreat Him, His presence, that we can experience an outpouring of His Spirit, get things moving and get things stirring in this place, and each and every one of us. My prayer is always quicken us and lift us up that we can abide with you. Quicken, as David said, quicken me according to thy word. Quicken me. Make me alive. And uh, that's, my, that's my humble desire when I come into the house of God. It seems like when we get started in worship, we're doing our best to feel after the Lord. And as the Spirit leads us, and here we are, we're just, amen, just, loving him and giving him all the glory and the honor that is of course due to his name sometimes i get so uh what's the word i'm looking for i i, I get really uh stirred up and i get excited and regardless of you know what i've experienced through the day and where i am when i come in here i, I want to be able to just kind of put all that behind me and 
make sure that my that I'm ready and prepared to worship God, to, to be here to worship God. It seems like our time of worship, you know, gets me all stirred up and gets me all fired up and just like it's almost like a to me it's a teaser. You you feel it and you feel the goodness of God. I was I always feel it. I feel the goodness of God. I feel his love. So I want to give him my undivided attention and uh, focus on him. And I get that way. It seems like when I finally feel that, I feel that in the worship. And all of a sudden, you know, when we, when we kind of come to that place where we, where we have to stop our worship and uh, get on with the rest of the service, it seems like me, me, I'm of the, I'm of the spirit to, hey, let's go on a little further. Let's, let's get a hold of God because... Amen. I really want to be blessed in, with his presence, and that's how I feel. The Spirit of the Lord can definitely make a difference for anybody, no matter how you are feeling. If you're up or if you're down, and if you're carrying burdens, if there's so many things that you're actually concerned about, there's nothing like the Spirit of God that can lift you up and sets you on high when you feel that and, and that's the reason why I always want to admonish exhort us to get ourselves to that place and worship that we need to be and to praise, praise the Lord just throw everything off cast everything off that we need to so we could have that kind of experience I know we always talk about revival we want revival and Praise God, I want a renewing in the Holy Ghost. I want a move of God. But if we really desire that, guess what? We will do what we can to be able to experience that. That means humbling ourselves before him, regardless of how we feel. I mean, amen. I'm not trying to be any kind of way tonight, but when I look around and I see people just not, amen, doing anything to try to entreat the presence of the Lord, that kind of bothers me. I'm not trying to be anybody's judge, but if you really want the Holy Ghost, and I know there's several of you that don't have the Holy Ghost. If I was you, if I didn't have the Holy Ghost, I have the Holy Ghost, and I still want to go after Him. And if you don't have the Holy Ghost, I wouldn't be just standing there doing nothing. I would be making all kinds of, you know, uh, motion. I would be doing something. To get his attention to let him know how serious I am about wanting to be saved. Praise God. Hallelujah. And don't just stand there and do nothing. Don't sit there and do nothing. Amen. You know what I mean? Praise God. That if we're serious about it. I'm just saying I'm putting everybody on the spot. I know. If you're serious about it. If you're serious about it, I know a, a, a lot of folks kind of look at me like I'm, I'm crazy or loony or whatever, but when you feel the Holy Ghost the way I feel the Holy Ghost, I feel the anointing. And when I feel that anointing, let me tell you something. We have to get with it. We've got to get with it. So you have to get with it. Praise God. And we're going to find out once we get to that place where, where we're entreating Him, we're seeking Him, Amen. The Lord can do so much for you when you humble yourself and when you yield your 
members unto him. My, 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 my. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's almost like in the former days when we used to be looking for a so-called happy time. The expression we used to say is drown our sorrows. <laughs> you all know what I'm talking about. You've been there. Huh? You're guilty. And we're, we're usually we're pretty reserved by the time we get maybe whatever, how many shots in this. Guess what? We're pretty gibbery, aren't we? <laughs> can't quit moving, can't quit talking. <laughs> you got a hold of the wrong spirit. But it made you gibbery, huh? Made you all full of energy. That's what, you know, that's what the Holy Ghost is. New wine. Uh, you know, you ought to be intoxicated with the Holy Ghost. Make a big difference in your life. Nothing compared to it. A meth high cannot compare to the high of the Holy Ghost. Huh? An alcohol high. A marijuana high. A heroin high. Amen. A cocaine high. Cannot compare to the Holy Ghost. And once you get that, man, I tell you what, the good thing about it, you won't crash. You won't have a hangover. That's what we need to experience. I got a few amens out there anyway. It's getting a little lively for Wednesday. Praise God. Surprise me. Get a little bit more lively. Praise God, because that's how it is in the presence of God. Thank you, Jesus. You know, uh, studying Hebrew, I'm not an expert, but I, I tell you what, I'm just amazed. I have trouble even trying to learn my own language. I know so much, but I need to learn more. And even, even uh, you know, the written Lakota language, but get into the Hebrew, I just don't know why it is. I feel just so compelled here, you know. I've been, you know, I've been on my way, and I, I tell you what, I like what I have been learning. I like what I have been learning because there's so much insight. And, and you think about it, in order for us to understand, of course, uh, there's a lot of things we, we're, we're, we're uh, uh, I guess we're, we're, we're kind of in the dark about when it comes to understanding Scripture. But you got to remember. Who wrote the Bible? you got to remember who the author of the Bible is. And the author of a Bible is, is a Jew. <laughs> and so to be able to get the, to understand the, the word, you, you basically almost have to grab or grasp Jewish thought. When you do, it's just like, then you can understand. Then you can kind of get a little glimpse of what it is and, and why it is that, you know, that book kind of seems so far away from us and, we, and, and it's hard, but you know, the best the best remedy for that is get filled with the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost will lead you and guide you into all truth. Amen. Uh, one particular person who is uh, an expert in the 
in, in the Jewish language and the techniques of studying Jew, his name is, I'm trying to remember his, his first name, but his last name is, well, Shmika, oh, no, no. His first name is Shmika. Freeman. Shmika Freeman. And he talks about the different techniques to reading the Word of God. There's different techniques <laughs> to read and to interpret. And, and I'm, I'm just amazed because I'm going through them fairly, fairly slow. It's not because I'm a slow reader. It's just to, to comprehend everything that's there. And, 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 and you know, obviously there's, there's, there's 17 techniques to understanding the Word of God. Each one of those techniques will always give you an insight. So I'm just amazed at that because there's some things after kind of trying to get a hold of that and trying to grasp it. I have to go back and I have to, you know, it's like uh, when you read directions to something that you're trying to put together. Any of you ever do that? Huh? I know a lot of people that don't read directions and they're trying to figure out why it don't work. Sitting there scratching your head like. Or you have some parts left over. That's when you know you're in big trouble. But when you read the directions, guess what? It will work. And that's the thing I'm amazed with. So when I when I get into that, when I get into the study of it, it's just like, man, I'm just so I'm just so uh what's the word? My mind is blown because there's so much uh, truth, and and it's so deep. It's just like, and it's not really deep, deep where you can't understand. It's just that there's so much to it. And when you see it, it's just like, boom! Your, it's like your your brain just turns to jello. It's just like, wow. And then you go, wow. <laughs> my my famous response is, wow, man. I just get blown away and I'm just I love it I wish I would have started doing that younger but I'm doing it now I guess I love it though it's just kind of takes up time though if you're willing to sacrifice some you know some time to to be able to dig into it and burn some midnight oil well that's what you have to do but uh I want you to turn with me in your Bibles to the book of John Chapter 4, the Gospel of John, Chapter 4. Hopefully what I'm going to share with you tonight will obviously somehow help you. It will help you. That's my hope. It would do you well to take the Word of God serious. It's not just any book. It's the book. So it would do you well to take it serious. Jesus said, The flesh profiteth nothing, but my words are spirit and they are life. So this word right here that we read, this word that you carry around, he said, this word is spirit, and the spirit is life. 
So these words will come to life. The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Quick and powerful, alive and active. It's, it's moving. It's pulsating with life. And I don't know how people can try to read it and say, I get, I get bored when I read the Bible. No, no, no. You know why you're bored? Because your heart is not turned to the Lord. And you don't have a hunger. You don't have a thirst. You don't have an interest. So when you have all that, guess what? It's going to make a significant difference in the way that you receive it. And then how God can connect with you. And as David said, quicken thou me according to thy word. When you read the word, guess what's going to happen? And your heart is, is just wide open. God is going to make that connection with you, man. It's going to come alive and you're going to go, wow. This is awesome. I actually understood. That's why David said, amen. One of his prayers was, open up thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. That should be our prayer. So in John chapter 4, verse number 23, and we'll start with verse number 21. We'll read from verse 21 to 24. We're all pretty familiar with the scripture verse, I believe. <clears throat> We've read it a time or two. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. So he's saying, of course, because he was in Samaria, and Samaria is where the population there, the, uh, the people that live in Samaria are half-breed Jews. Half-breed Jews. And so he said, The hour cometh when ye shall neither worship in this mountain. Guess where they were? They were near Mount Gerizim. That was... The place that the Samaritans worshipped. That was their key place of worship, Mount Gerizim. And so he's telling her, the hour is coming where you, you're not going to be able to worship here on this mountain. And he said, for the Jews, they won't even be able to worship neither, amen, in, in Jerusalem, nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. In other words, the Jews will even lose that place of worship. Because this place and that place won't be the place to worship God. Amen. So obviously things were changing. There was going to be a change in the place of worship. A change in the place of worship. So it says, he says in verse number twenty. At 22, ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. How many of you know what you worship? <laughs> How many of you know why you worship? 
That's a good question. That should be something that you and I should be so acquainted with right now. Hmm? You'll understand once we get further. You should be acquainted with the worship. You should be acquainted with, you know, when you come into the presence of God, what is expected of us. Are you paying attention? So he says, but the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers, everybody see that? When the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. So the true worshipers are going to worship the Father in spirit. Everybody say in spirit. In spirit. And in truth. Everybody say in truth. In truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. So in other words, what he's saying, the Father seeking such to worship him in spirit and in truth. He's seeking those that want to worship him in that manner. In spirit. And in truth, he says, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him. Here he goes again, in spirit and in truth. Praise God. Did you hear that? God is a spirit. And he seeketh such to worship him, and they that worship him must worship him. In spirit and in truth. Wow. That's some insight right there. How many of you understand what he's saying? (laughs) You understand what he's saying? When When he made the statement that God is seeking such to worship him, they that worship him must worship him in Spirit in truth. So if you and I are going to be true worshipers of God, we need to worship Him in spirit and in truth. That should be the manner of worship that we offer unto the Lord. That falls in line with what the Bible says, present your bodies a living sacrifice. Present your bodies a living sacrifice. The first thing you're going to do is you're going to present yourself to the Lord. Because you're going to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Praise God. And then guess what? You're going to offer up the sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. And you know what the Bible says? When He was talking to the Jews about them coming to Jerusalem to worship Him? Look what He said. Make sure you don't come empty-handed. Right. <laughs> and so in other words, when you come into the house of God to worship God, make sure you don't come in empty-handed. In other words, you have you obviously have some worship to give to Him. Yeah. You don't come like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you feel the Holy Ghost in here, it makes you want to do something. Right? Yeah. 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 Just clapping your hands. Yeah. 
even if it's just waving. Yeah. 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 Even if you just want to say hallelujah. Yeah. 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 Makes you, if you, feel, you feel compelled to want to do something. You're not yeah. just, maybe if it's just standing and stuff. Yeah. But, but you want to do something to worship God. Amen. 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 In our Lakota, in our Lakota ways, they always talk about the drum. And then you've been to a power, you hear that boom, 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 boom. And they all start chanting. And you know what? People that aren't even natives, you can see yeah. them. Yeah. Why? You know what they say? Because you feel the heartbeat of the drum. Why is it when we get to the house of God, we can feel the heartbeat of the Spirit, Whoa. but we can't do anything? Wow. Let me tell you something. I'm going to weed out all you deadheads. I'm going to weed you out. Either you're going to come and start worshiping, or guess what? You're going to leave. Because this is real. Amen. Well, let's move on. Remember, this is a Bible study. So I want to I want to show you something in spirit and in truth. He he says this twice in the passage that we have just read. In spirit and in truth, you notice that the word spirit is not capital S. It's a small s. But when he talks about God, God is a spirit. He, he yes. uses the capital S. Amen. So he's making a distinction in the spirit. Amen. <coughs> Obviously, the small spirit yes. is different than, you know, the with the small s is different than the spirit with the big S. Amen. Yeah. So when you look at that word, in spirit, he says this. The Greek word is pneuma. Mm -hmm. P-N-E-U-M-A. Pneuma. And you look at it and it means spirit. Yeah. And then right after it, it says human uh -huh. spirit. <laughs> so in other words... We're going to worship God, but we're going to worship God in spirit. We're going to worship him with our human spirit. Right. Yeah. That's the real you. That's right. The human spirit is the real you. Yes. Praise God. So when God makes that connection, guess what? When he makes that connection with you, he's going to do it through your spirit. You know why? God is spirit. Yeah. Okay. Here's another word that's used, in spirit and in truth. Mentions that again, in truth, in spirit and in truth. So the word truth is the Greek word aletheia. A-L-E-T-H-E-I-A, aletheia. The Greek word, this is what it means, truth. Now listen to this. It means truth. All right, are you ready for this? True as not concealing. Amen. 
So in other words, when we worship him in spirit and in truth, we worship him in our spirit. We worship him in truth. What's that mean? We're not going to hide anything from God. We're going to be open to him. We're not going to conceal anything from God. You know why some of you can't get the Holy Ghost? You know why some of you can't move for God? Is you're hiding some things in your spirit. What are they? Paul said this in Philippians 3 3. You can write it down. He said, For we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit. Huh? We're the ones that worship God in the Spirit. Here we go again. In the Spirit. If we're going to make, guess what? Our worship is not, amen, a, a worship that is based or predicated upon emotionalism. Amen. Huh? Because we are to worship him in spirit, in our human spirit, praise God. The real you. Amen. So the real you should reach out to God and make that connection. Worship him Amen. in your spirit. Amen. So we are the circumcision which worship God in spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. I said that because you know what gets in our way? There's several things that are probably, here's, here's probably the thing that's right in some of you right now, the way you worship. Here's something that's probably in your way right now, your flesh. Huh? The other thing that's probably in your way is the world. Huh? The other thing that's probably in your way is sin. Is everybody listening? The other thing that's probably in your way is the devil. So if you eliminate all these, get them out of your way, guess what's going to happen? Voila. There's going to be a move of God in your spirit. Praise God. We're very fortunate people. We're very for fortunate people. Listen, listen to this now. Uh, go with me to Psalms 65. I want you to see something here. Psalm 65. And some of you probably already know where I'm going. You probably know what the scripture is all about. But I'm just going to read it anyway. For all of you that already know this. Praise God. Psalm 65 and verse number 4. Look what it says. <clears throat> Amen. It says this. Blessed is the man whom thou choosest and causest to approach unto thee. Everybody listening? Yeah. Blessed is the man. Are you paying attention back there, girls? Blessed is the... Yes, you too. Pay attention. Blessed is the man whom thou choosest and causest to approach unto thee. Blessed is that man and woman 
You ever wonder why the scriptures, and you go back in the Old Testament, and everything's always referring just to man? Always use the, the, the male pronoun, man. You ever wonder why? Because in, in, in back in the Old Testament, the males were the only ones that were God called and chose to approach him when they came to worship him. The females, in other words, they were kind of segregate, segregated. They had to kind of, they were back their ways. They couldn't be as close to God as the males were. So that's why Saul is talking about blessed is the man. While the New Testament came and Jesus, amen, rent that veil. And so now we're all given equal opportunity to come and worship God. So we can change that and we can say, Blessed is the man and the woman whom thou choosest and causest to approach unto thee. So let me tell you something. You're blessed because God called you. He chose you. He chose you to come before him. To approach unto thee. So we're blessed. Are you listening to me? Amen. Blessed is that man whom thou choosest and causest. So every time we come together. Amen. That's why we should walk in here. Like we're really thankful. Amen. Let, me, let me make a comparison so some of you that don't understand spiritual things can get an idea of what I'm talking about. Okay. Let's let's say, for example, I don't know who's popular anymore. I don't know any popular artists. I don't know anybody, but one name that comes to my mind, and there's probably some Bieber lovers in this. <laughs> Justin Bieber. <laughs> so what if Justin Bieber came to town and he gave a concert, and of course he awarded some free seats to a certain select few. And guess what? What if it was you? If you're a Bieber lover. Come on. <laughs> guess what? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> you know what you do? You probably be there early. Yeah. So you can find your seat. Come on. Come on. Huh? Yes, sir. You you would go out of your way yeah. to make sure you're there. Yeah. Why? Because Justin Bieber, oh, is that his name? Yeah. Justin Bieber chose me. He he gave me this ticket. So Come guess on. what? I'm gonna be there. Yeah. That's it. Huh? So that's what we can compare this to. Yeah. Except this person. Come on now. Yeah, right. Huh? Yeah, yeah. This person is a lot more famous. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Praise God. He's the one that created this world. Yeah. He's the one that created you. He's the one that, that's the reason why you're living. Go ahead. And he's saying, hey, I, I'm calling you. I, I chose you and caused you to come into, to approach me. Yeah. Amen. That ought to motivate some of us to say, hey, 
I better quit fooling around and wasting my time yes. when it comes to the house of God because God called me to worship Him. Don't come in with casual worship. Don't even come in with no worship. Come in to worship God. Like it was your last day on earth. Yes, sir. Blessed is the man whom thou choosest and causest to approach unto thee, that he may dwell in thy courts. Guess what? The Lord is calling us to dwell in his courts. This ought to be the place that things are happening for the people of God. This ought to be the place that we can look forward to because the presence of God is in this place. Are you listening to me? Praise God. Awesome things happen in the house of God. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of thy house, even of thy holy temple. Let me, let me ask you a question. How many of you are satisfied when you leave the house of God? Amen. And if you say, I'm not, then obviously you never got it. Right. And it's not God's fault. Right. Ooh, Austin, you could be filled with the Holy Ghost in a split second. Yeah. <coughs> and a lot of you others. Yeah. Praise God. Drew, a Dre, I was being mixed up. Dre, you could be speaking in tongues in a split second. Amen. Amen. Alejandro, yeah. all you that need to pray back through. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Should be like, oh, yeah, guess what? It should never be a hit and miss. Right. It should always be a hit. Yeah. Amen. And and we we leave, <coughs> we leave like. Yeah. Didn't happen. Well, it's not because it's God's fault. It's your fault. Right. Well, let's carry on. Psalms 89, I think it is. And, and look what it says. Psalms 89, verse number 7. Look what it says. And God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints. And to be had in reverence of all them that are about him. Amen. So if you pay attention, any of you ever, any of you have any idea, uh, you know. <clears throat> Now, I hate to say it this way, but it's not, it's really not hard if you really love the Lord. But it's difficult for those that are in that position to where they lead the people in worship. Because their task is to get you to participate. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. 
and you're 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 back there if you're standing or you're sitting whatever you're doing and you're up here watching them the thing is all you have to do is follow their cue you're right yeah. Yeah. So if they're up here singing, what does that mean? Well, if they're singing, you should be singing. Right. If they're clapping, you should be clapping. Right. If they're dancing, you should be dancing. Right. If they're lifting up their hands, you should be lifting up yeah. your hands. And don't do it because I told you to do it. Right. Do it because you want to do it. Right. Because you want to worship God. If it's just like waving your hands at Justin Bieber. Huh? So we see that God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints. And to be had in reverence of all them that are about him. That's you. That's you and I. That's why we should we should be. Amen. We should be locked in to what God is doing. How many of you have ever asked yourself this question? And, and you want to get close to God and you say, man, I'd like to know his will. I've heard this so many times. I want to know God's will for my life. Obviously, you're lost. And it's just as simple as when we walk in the house of God, guess what? The will of God is for us. the will of God. Huh? That's the will of God. That's God's will for us. Hey, if we really love him, we're going to worship him. We're going to exalt him. We're going to adore him. We're going to extol him. We're going to enthrone him. We're going to praise him. I was wondering about this. The Bible even talks about the high praises of God. I believe that's the will of God. Start out with that. <laughs> and then once you do that simple will, guess what? God's going to say, okay, now that you're doing my will, watch, watch it all open up. Hey, there's, there's benefits in worshiping God. There's benefits in worshiping God. I remember this. I I, I seen this. I I seen I seen countless miracles, countless, numerous, various miracles happen. Still etched in my memory. Talk about a realization, a manifestation of God, and how real He is. I've seen some unbelievable things. 
happen. I've seen people healed. I remember Grandma Pauline, <coughs> Mama, Auntie Pauline Blackwood. And she was going to have surgery on her right leg because she had a cancerous growth that was about as big as a hardball protruding out of her leg. We went down there to get a haircut from Uncle Andrew and she began to tell us and she pulled up her pant leg and she showed us and I said, oh my. She said, yep, I'm going to Rapid City. And she said, they're going to examine me. And she said, they're talking about surgery to remove it. I said, okay. She said, pray for me. I said, I'll tell you what, Auntie. I said, come to church and we'll pray for you at church. That was a Saturday we visited her. So Sunday morning, she showed up. Sunday morning, guess what? The Holy Ghost just took control of the service. The Holy Ghost fell. People were worshiping. People were just... Amen. Being blessed. And, and it was during the song service. Praise God. And you could feel the presence of God so strong. You could feel it. And obviously she must have felt it because people started coming up to the altar. And they were coming out of the, the, the chairs there and, and making their way. And as soon as she broke that barrier right there, the first line of chairs, guess what? She started to scream hysterically. And everybody's going, Whoa, what's going on? What's going on? And she was shouting at the top of her, leg, her, her lungs. She was saying, it fell off. It fell off. What's wrong? What's wrong? She said, it fell off. And there it was. It fell Amen. off of her leg. Why? Because she started to worship God. Who says God will not honor worship? And if we could ever get to that place to really show him how much we love him, anything is possible. That's part of the benefits. What did he say? We'll be satisfied with the goodness of his house. Yeah. It's something. Remember I said, he said to worship in spirit, your human spirit. And he said, in truth, Worship in truth. True as not concealing. That's, that's what you call being put in your place. <laughs> go with me to Psalms uh, 15. Let's go to Psalms 15. This is interesting. I read this passage over and over again. You know, I always thought, man... You know, we, we read certain scriptures and we read it like, uh, oh man, you know, we look at it and we say, oh man, that is really something that is just so, the first thing that we say to ourselves is, that is really something that is unbelievable and probably something that is difficult to achieve. But that's human thinking. So he says here in Psalms 15, Verse number one, if you have it, say amen. amen. He says, Lord, look what he says. Who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who's going to live in your tabernacle, Lord? Who shall dwell in thy holy mountain? Who's going to live in the holy mountain? Look what he said. 
in that place. Remember what he said in Psalm 65 that he chose us and he called, he causes us to approach. He chooses and causes us to approach unto him. So we're called of God to come into his presence. Huh? Let's not forget that. Remember the call to worship. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Remember the call to worship. And so we hear, here we see David asking the question, Lord, who's going to abide in thy tabernacle? Who, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy mountain? That's the presence of God. That's in the presence of God. Amen. So look what he says. He said, he answers, verse 2, he that walketh uprightly. Amen. <laughs> and worketh righteousness. Amen. And speaketh the truth in his heart. He that backbiteth not with his tongue, nor doeth evil to his neighbor. Wow. <laughs> nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor. In whose eyes a vile person is contemned, but he honoreth them that fear the Lord. He that sweareth to his own hurt. Wow. And changeth not. Hey, you're not right all the time. Let me, let me just kind of hover a little bit above this passage right here. Huh? Because whenever there's wrongdoing, whenever there's an issue, a quarrel, a trespass, somebody has done somebody wrong, the Bible just clearly says, hey, if you feel like you've been offended, or if you have an issue with a brother or sister, just simply walk up to them and say, hey, What's wrong? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Take care of it. Yeah. Just a simple question. Okay. What's wrong? And if they refuse to cooperate, they refuse to try to work it out with you, then they said, then go to the elders of the church. Yeah. Huh? But we can't do that. We can't communicate. Don't say, well, I always get a hold of them on my cell phone. No, that's not communication. Right. So you think about that. We, we, and here's the thing. Why is it we always want to be right? want to be right. I'm right and I'm never wrong. 
even in that statement alone, that's just man, I tell you what. Yeah. You're telling a lot about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would call that self-righteousness. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. But we always want to be right. We have to love God so much and love righteousness so much that the Bible says that even, even if it means us swearing to our own hurt. Right. Is that, hey, did I read that somewhere? Yeah. <clears throat> did I read that? Where did I read that? Yeah, he that sweareth to his own hurt and changeth not. There's some things that we've got to admit sometimes. Hey, come on. Yes, I was. I was wrong. Here's the other thing. Why is it that when we get in trouble with somebody, I'll say this. If I did this to you, yeah. you know what you have done. Why is it if I have offended you? No, you know what you said. Yeah. You even know how you stared at them. Yeah. <laughs> As some people say, man, if looks could kill, we'd all be dead. <laughs> My little granddaughter, where's she at? When Papa gets her upset, boy, the way she... She looks at me that certain way like she, man, Papa, she's mean. That little girl is mean. She's probably... She's mean, and when she looks at me like, and, 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 and uh, Betty and I say, oh no, she's giving you the stink eye. <laughs> and boy, is she mean. I mean, when she gives me that look, I just shiver. <laughs> Ooh, man. But you know, that's, that's how it is. That's how it is. Let me tell you something. That's just the way it is. He says, uh, he talks about backbiting, not with his tongue. Wow. Did you know what they said about Jesus? When he was reviled, he reviled not again. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Guess what? We might as well accept it. People are going to say things about us. Everybody remember that old uh, little little rhyme back in grade school? Sticks and stones may scrape my bones, but names will never hurt me. <laughs> why am I? Why am I? Why am I? sharing this because if you look at it this is the criteria this is the criteria to live to abide in the tabernacle to live on his holy hill this is the criteria if you want to really truly be blessed if you really want to belong in that place this is the criteria all these things have to be weeded out of us yeah. 
All these things have to be taken from us. We can't be walking in here. Amen. With any kind of attitude. Spirit. huh? With any kind of glance or stare. huh? We can't be walking that way. Even body language. We can't be doing that. Because a lot of times we'll revert to doing that rather than saying Experience when you go walk up and say, Hey, hey, Lord, brother. You go like this and they walk right by you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you go, Woo! Right? <laughs> I have that, I had that done. Oh, yeah. I, let me tell you something. I, 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 and I, you know, I, I'm a pastor. I know that. I'm a pastor. Seems like walking around in Walmart, I see some people that haven't been in church. And I, I, I don't pay attention to anybody. And I'm walking down one of the aisles like that, and all of a sudden, here they come like this. And I just happen to glance up and look, and they see me, they go. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Why did they do that? Right? Huh? That's how it is. But that, see, that's what sin will do to you. So he says, uh, he says this, he that backbited not with his tongue, nor doeth evil to his neighbor, nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor. And whose eyes a vile person is contemned. <coughs> but he honoreth them that fear the Lord. He that sweareth his own hurt and changeth not. <coughs> he that putteth not out his money to usury, nor taketh reward against the innocent. He that doeth these things shall never be moved. You see that? We're still talking about worshiping in spirit and in truth. Psalms 24, verse number 3. Here we go. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? Wow. <clears throat> he that hath clean hands. Mm. and a pure heart who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity nor sworn deceitfully he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness <coughs> from the God of his salvation you think about it, saints. Can you imagine? I, I feel humble. Because a lot of times, <coughs> different preachers have come in here to preach to us. 
almost every single one of them have made this comment. But Marshall, we came to be a blessing. He said, but to be honest with you, it's the other way around. I look at them and they say, man, just love the presence of God in this church. The comment always is made about the worship we have. You don't feel this in a lot of churches. It's what they say. You don't feel the presence of the Lord the way we feel it here. I don't know what, what, what the reason is, but whatever it is, it's awesome. I'm leaving here blessed. I'm leaving here refreshed. Hmm? We take it for granted. We take it for granted. If we could ever see the benefit, if we could ever really become true worshipers, to know what it's like to really worship Him in spirit, in your spirit, and in truth, not holding anything back from God. Are you listening to me? I know there's a lot of things that we all face and that we all battle from day to day. I know we confront a lot of different things. We come in here, we're overwhelmed, we're burdened, we're tired, we're weary, we're frustrated, we're fearful. But don't you realize that even coming in in that state of mind, you can come into the presence of God and guess what God would do? God would lift that from you. God will take care of whatever it is that you're going through. And all you have to do is worship Him. All you have to do is love Him. Are you listening to me? All you have to be is sincere. This seems like, you know, this is a proven fact. This is a proven fact. Human beings are like this. We never have a change of mind. We never have that paradigm shift. We never change the way we think. That's a paradigm shift. Unless we experience something that just totally crushes us. That's what brings us to that place of humility and brokenness. So when we're down there, you know what we do? We reach for God. Amen. Because he's the only one that can help us. So we reach for God because, amen, we know that's where our help is. Amen. That's the way some of you need to be. If you could ever understand and ever realize how blessed you are to come into his presence, Amen. into his house. Amen. Right. My, my, my. Instead, we like to harbor certain things. Instead, we like to hold on to certain things. We don't want to let them go, whatever it is. And I guarantee you it's just nothing but a good feeling in your flesh. Something that made your flesh feel good. So you would rather hold on to that rather than being blessed, amen, by the Holy Ghost. 
And then you wonder why when you leave here. Does everybody understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. That's why it's difficult for people to come to church. You know why? Because the Bible says this. Sinners cannot stand in the congregation of the righteous. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> when you can't give up those things that you know. All right. The heart is deceitful above all things. When you can't give those things up. What is it? Is it your... Uh, Praise God. What, what, what are those games called now? Uh, what do they call those? Get on the games. What are those called? Those, the PlayStation. There you go, see? PlayStation. Some of you get on and you watch them. Uh, it, it's almost like, they're, they're, of course, virtue. It's a real world. It's all virtue and uh, war games. And, and then you go and you're shooting people down. And you wonder if people have a problem with violence. Yeah. And, murder and all this kind of wonder you you, you you have problems and you, you you're on that game and even other things even on websites and amen all this kind of stuff everything that's on it you wonder why you're having a hard time trying to really get your mind on god because all these other things are crowded in there we were talking about this the other day i said what would ever happen if we would all have to give up our cell phones hey i guarantee you i can live without my cell phone I, sometimes i leave it Sometimes my cell phone, I have to go looking for it because I, yeah. I can't remember where I put it. And there I am. But some of you, it's like, yeah. where's my cell phone? Where's my cell phone? Going to have a heart attack. Can't find it. <laughs> you know what? Here's something. The Lord knows. The Lord knows because I can see, I can see some that are up all night playing these games and you're up all in the wee hours of the morning, even to early morning, you're up on those games. Then you wonder why it is that you can't be awake during the daytime while you're always tired. You can't live that life. Let me tell you something, kids. You can't expect to stay up all night and try to get up the next day to go to school or even go to work when you stayed up all night and here you are sitting there. And then you want to use it. Oh, it's hard. Well, guess what? Here's wisdom. Go to bed early. Lay it all aside. You know what's going to happen? I guarantee you. This isn't. This isn't a. This isn't a prophetic word. But let me tell you something, parents. You might have to do this. You might have to remove all the electronics yep. from your kids. Take them away. Lock them up. Yep. Send them to bed. Yep. Amen. 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 Yeah. Woo! Yeah. I tell you what. Amen. Man, God was talking to me. 
And we wonder, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? yeah. I, I can't figure it out. Huh? Yep. Well, I'll tell you what. Wake up in the middle of the night. Go to their bedroom. Amen. And then some of the, even the older generation, some of the young men. You know something that bothers me? Here I go. <laughs> you know why we have problems being 100% for God? Because we're distracted by other things that take our time and our attention. Yeah. Your mind cannot wholly be upon the word of God when your mind is distracted by other things. Amen. Amen. I tell you what, I, 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 I was talking to a preacher and I'm not going to tell you who he is. And uh, he said, Brother Marshall, he said, I'm really burdened. He said, I'm burdened for our organization. He belongs to, uh, we all know these organizations, but I'm not going to tell you which one it is. He said, I'm burdened. He said, because they're losing, they're losing their standard they used to have. He said, you know what they're doing? He said, now on Friday nights, every other Friday night, guess what they're doing with the youth? He said, they're having movie night at the church. And in order to keep the youth in the church, he said, they're buying these movies that, of course, you can buy them. And they're having movie night and refreshments for the youth at the church. He said, what's wrong? He said, we used to preach that was wrong. Yeah. I said, guess what? It still is wrong. Amen. So when we can say we have movie nights, Go down to Sioux City. Huh? Where, where, you know you, what you, the, the, the Bible says? David said this, I will set no wicked things before my eyes. You know why it is we have problems with certain lifestyles? It's because we're watching it. Yeah. And you're young, your children are watching it. So you're giving them the idea it's okay. What did the Bible say? Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in them. Instead, we should have fellowship night. Instead, we should have Bible study night. How did I get on that? I don't know. But in order to abide in that place, I guarantee you, if we made that a priority in our lives, there would be a significant change. Amen. 
Because here we are, we're we're holding on to it, but yet there's these things that are just we don't know what to do. My neighbor came up to me the other day, Joe, and uh, got a chance to visit with him. You know, since we moved there, every now and then he'd come over and visit my, our neighbor, uh, his mother, and his brother, Jim, James. And uh, I knew that James was sick. James told me he had cancer. He was. I think the last stage, the fourth stage of cancer, and he didn't have long to live. He came over one day, and he was just talking to me. So he told me his situation, and I said, I'm sorry to hear that, James. He said, yeah. He said, uh, Mr. Marshall, I heard that you're a minister. I said, yes, I am. He said, I heard, I heard about your church. And I said, yes, I am. He said, I just want to ask you to keep me in your prayers. I said, I will do that, James. I said, I will pray for you. Turned around and walked the other way. One day his mom comes up. She's sitting in the back. And I was on the back deck. And I heard somebody say, hello, Mr. Marshall. I looked over and she was sitting outside her back door. And she was sitting. There was a couple of lawn chairs and a table. And she, she was sitting having coffee. And she waved at me. And so I said, good morning. She got up. She made her way over there. And she said, How's your church doing? I said, we're doing really good. She said, that's good to hear. She said, I was just wondering if you would keep me in your prayers. I haven't been doing too well lately. And just say a prayer for me. I said, we will. And uh, we visited for a while, and then she went back to drinking her coffee. The other day, the mailman, for whatever reason, took our mail to their mailbox and their mail to our mailbox. <laughs> and, and, and Joe brought, brought the mail over and I, and I said, oh, I said, what? He said, yeah. He said, I looked and I said, what, that's wrong. And, and of course, we had some of theirs. And so we switched mail. He said, Harold, he said, Harold, how old are you? So I told him my age. He said, we're, we're about the same age. I said, yeah. He said, I noticed. I drive by your church down there. Man, there's a lot of vehicles at your church. I said, yep. He said, you guys are there quite a few times during the week. I said, yes, we are. He said, looks like it's pretty active. I said, we are. He said, well, that's good. And I said, I heard about your mother. She passed away last July. I said, I heard about your mother. I'm sorry, Joe. He said, yeah, well, it was her time. Her brother, his brother passed away. I think it was like three months before she did. So I started talking to him, and, and uh, he said, "You know, I, I really, I really thank you for your prayers and everything. I thank you for, for, just your kindness." And I said, "No problem." I said, "You're going to have to stop in one of these Sundays, come in and just join us in worship." He said, "You know what? I'm going to. I'm going to stop in." He said, "I'm not a church going." Man, he said, "But I'll, I'll, I'll make it in one of these days." I said, "Okay." I said, "Doors open, Joe." He said, okay, I will. You think about that. I believe this with all my heart. What God is doing here in this fellowship and the presence of the Lord that we experience every time we come in here.
I believe that's where it's at. He called us to worship him in spirit and in truth. I believe that's where it's at. This church, his church, his church is not like all these others. It's different because of the presence of his spirit that is here. And if we could ever really fully comprehend what he's called us to do, and we can grasp every part of our Christian experience, come in here like we really mean business and we really love God because we should. Some of you need to let go of the things that are hindering you. Some of you need to let go of some of your friends. If you're not witnessing to them, they, you should be an influence to them and not be them being an influence to you. So if I were you, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even go there. Church, you think about it. Who shall abide? Who shall dwell? Who shall ascend? And here we are. We're called to worship. We're called to come into this place. And in that calling, guess what God does? God removes all these. Amen. All the sin. All the things that aren't pleasing to him. He'll take care of it. God will sanctify you. He'll cleanse you. He'll take care of those problems. So let's come in here like we really want God to do something. And I guarantee you we're going to see a, a major difference. And we think we have it now. Let's not take it for granted, folks. Let's do everything we can to praise God, to have his presence with us. Thank you very much for your time tonight. Thank you for coming. Uh, where's Melissa? Are we going to have, okay, tomorrow rehearsal. All of you, rehearsal tomorrow. Uh, as soon as I hear anything from Brother Javier Jimenez, I will let you all know so be in prayer uh, i think that's it god bless you greet one another in jesus name have a good evening